Hi, and welcome. You're listening to the Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. This is episode 002, and today we're talking about what it means to live happier and some of the myths around living happier. And at the end of the show, I'll be answering your questions in the Live Happier Q&A segment. So let's get started. Hi, I'm Nancy Jane Smith, and I'm a licensed professional counselor, and I, like many of my clients, am on a quest to live happier. Welcome to this podcast, where I share my stories and lessons I've learned and keep learning on my quest to live happier. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for being here. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and the show notes are found at live-happier.com backslash podcast. Please listen often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter and Facebook, and all those links will be in the show notes. Now, let's get on to the show. So I got a couple of emails asking me about what does it mean to live happier and kind of getting curious about what is what is my definition of that. So I thought I would go back a little bit and share my definitions of living happier as well as some of the myths around living happier or really the big myth I think around living happier that makes living happier extremely challenging. <laughs> so one of the reasons I love the phrase live happier is because it's something you can do every day. It's not a destination as in one day I will live happier. Nope. Living happier is something you can do in the midst of life's trials and tribulations, or even when life is cruising along with ease. You can always be striving to be living happier. It's not something you achieve. It's something you're engaging in all the time. So in order to be living happier, you have to be engaged and intentional about your life. Whether you're going through a trial and tribulation or you're cruising along with ease, the key to living happier is being intentional. It's something we're going to do every day of your life to make it richer, fuller, and brighter. So I believe living happier is being intentional about your life, knowing what activities give you energy and what activities drain your energy, and then throughout the day, making sure you're budgeting your energy so you don't get too drained. So it's paying attention and making sure that if you're doing something particularly draining, like if you're working at a job that is particularly draining, or you're having lunch with a friend who is particularly draining, to make sure that at the end of the day or later on in the day, you have something that's going to add energy back into your life. Too often, we just plow ahead and plow ahead and plow ahead and never pay attention to how activities and events that we're dealing with Give, our, give us or take away our energy. And so we get to the end of the day and we're freaking exhausted. Instead of, I need to be a little more intentional about my life and be paying attention to what's going on. Next, I would say it's about having awareness about yourself. What are your strengths? What are your values? And what do you want your life to look like? And then actively creating a life that feeds those strengths, values, and dreams. So often, we're just kind of zombies walking through life and not even paying attention to, do I like what I'm doing? Is this what I want to be doing? Does this feed my strengths? Does this feed my values and my dreams? Is this something that that makes sense to be doing right now? We're so busy listening to what everyone else has to say that we aren't listening to what we want to do. The third one I would say is knowing life is full of ups and downs. So tragedies happen and losses occur, and it's even more important at those times to be really engaging in paying attention to our energy and paying attention to our values, 
during those times. So I know for me, when I am experiencing a loss or going through a particularly trying time, that I really need to be more engaged in those times of how my energy is feeling. And I really need to be engaged in those times of, am I playing to my strengths here? Or is this something I could pass off to somebody else? So when we're not paying attention to our energy and we just keep plowing ahead, we're not prepared for when the tragedies get even harder and more challenging. We're so overwhelmed at that point that we can't take on anything more. So it, re- so it requires really making sure we're aware that life is up and life is down. And that doesn't mean we're not living happier. That just means we're dealing with what life is giving us. Living happier requires full engagement. It is a full contact sport. And that means having the tough conversation with your partner. That means confronting the coworker who keeps stealing your ideas. That means asking for the raise you deserve after three years of nothing. Because too many of us are walking around like zombies in our lives and then we wonder why we aren't living happier. We have to engage. We have to have those tough conversations and figure out what's most important to us, figure out our needs, figure out our desires, and then be able to share those with other people and throw them out there. My favorite part of living happier is compassion. (laughs) Compassion for others, and most importantly, compassion for ourselves. The compassion that some days we're not going to be firing on all cylinders, and some days we won't be on top of it and loving ourselves the same regardless of the kind of day we're having you know so often i'll get up and i'll start my day and i'll be like you know dreading it or not looking forward to the day or there's something clicking and my former mo would be like just keep going just keep going suck it up you have a great life let's have some gratitude what's your problem and now i'm better at saying okay okay, babe, it's going to be a tough day and that's going to be okay. We're having a slow start. We're not firing on all cylinders. We're just going to try some compassion and see what happens. And more often than not, that compassion eases the rest of the day. So I can take some deep breaths. I can give myself room around the fact that I'm struggling getting going and the day turns itself around. It's when I try to plow through and suck it up and keep going and pull yourself up by your bootstraps that I get in trouble. So compassion is a key to living happier. And then recognizing that we can't do it alone. You know, we need to ask for help. And that is so hard for, you know, us perfectionist people pleasers out there to admit that from time to time, we're going to need some help and we're going to need to be have to clear off, clear tasks off our plate or ask for some support. We're going to need assistance and that's okay. What living happier does not mean and this is the big myth that drives me crazy, is that you're blessed all the time. That no matter what happens, you're just going to be happy, 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 happy. And in fact, living happier means allowing yourself to have a bad day, you know, to give yourself grace around the pain, the sadness, and the grief that comes up in life. You know, it means you can give yourself the radical acceptance necessary to move through the inevitable emotions that come up as you move through the peaks and valleys of life. So it's showing up to life and reminding yourself that it's a day-to-day practice. It's a practice. It's a daily practice of showing up and living intentionally, as well as reminding yourself that life is a wonderfully and perfectly messy, engaging process. So I would really say that living happier is about pulling back the reins that so many of us hold so tightly 
we think we can control everything. We think we can make everything perfect. We think we can people please everybody. We try so freaking hard to do it right, whatever right means, and we get ourselves in trouble. And that is not living happier. That pain and sadness and and just kind of checking out and checking out on life because it's just too hard to show up is the opposite of living happier. So living happier is just kind of embracing where you are and saying, that's okay, I got this. So now is the time for the Live Happier Q&A segment, where I answer one of your questions about living happier. If you have a question, please email me at nancyjane at live-happier.com, or you can send me a tweet at nancyjane. Today's question comes from Mindy, and she asks, there's all this stuff out there linking vulnerability to happiness. And really, I have a fear around being vulnerable. And so last week on my second date, I decided I was going to pull up my bootstraps and I was going to be vulnerable. And so I shared a whole bunch about my kids and my ex-husband and what I wanted in a relationship and where I wanted it to go. And it didn't go so well. I didn't really get a good vibe. I just don't get it. Vulnerability sucks. Okay, Mindy, you're right. Vulnerability does suck. It's really hard to be vulnerable. It's really hard to just show up and be present. And part of the reason it's so hard is because frequently we pick the wrong people to be vulnerable with. And so a second date is probably the wrong person to be vulnerable with. And that's okay. It's really common when we're dating. We want to throw everything out there and show all of our warts so that we can just get that whole rejection thing over with right off the top of the right off the bat. Just tell me I suck right away and I can just move on with my life. And um, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot when we do that because what that is, what Brene Brown lovingly calls floodlighting. So floodlighting means we're just blinding the person with all of our crap and all of our vulnerability and we're just letting everything hang out there. And so... It's a little overwhelming for the guy when you're sharing about your kids and your ex-husband. He doesn't really know what to do with all that. So the vulnerability isn't going to go well. When vulnerability is awesome is when we are with people who know us and love us and protect us and we are safe. And with those people, we can show up and say, today was a terrible day or I'm really scared about this presentation at work or I don't know what I'm going to do next because my ex-husband's driving me crazy and I got to meet him this week and it's just not going to go well. Picking the appropriate people to open up and share that stuff with is real vulnerability. Picking the second date guy to show up and share all that stuff with is just floodlighting. It's just turning on all of our stuff so that the guy can you know, get us past we can get past the rejection period as quickly as possible. So I really encourage you, Mindy, to kind of ask yourself, A, who are those safe people in my life? And can I practice with them? And what was I so afraid of on that second date? You know, were you practicing vulnerability or were you practicing, let me just get this rejection thing over with? And that's why dating is hard because it's a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of pulling back, a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of pulling back. So, you know, vulnerability is a key to happiness because vulnerability is about authenticity and really showing up. But we need to be really showing up in those safe, comfortable places. So it might be, you know, a great exercise in vulnerability would be to say to the second date guy, I'm a little nervous about doing this. I haven't, didn't, I haven't dated in a while. That's vulnerability. Floodlighting is, oh my God, my kids are driving me crazy. My ex-husband's calling me all the time. I just don't know what I'm going to do. This is crazy. That's floodlighting. 
Vulnerability is you really just showing up and being present in the moment and sharing with him what's going on. So I hope that answers your question, Mindy, and gives you a little more clarity around vulnerability and kind of helps you figure out how you can add more of that into your life in a safe, comfortable way. So that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. The Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you have questions or any insights or something you want to tell me, please email me at nancyjane at live-happier.com or Twitter me at nancyjane. And make sure to check out those show notes at live-happier.com backslash podcast. Until next time, here's to living happier.